When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. Got the number one pick in the NHL draft with the men that can't seem to stump. Do something dumb, that's an observation. CLT make them need to run. Call them every trash, CMT for short. Wonder if we best once you peep the score. Up at the crack of dawn, top stories of the morning. While you're yawning, grab your coffee, rise the shot with 98.7. This is drop time. We provide highlights from your favorite teams. Got Dave and Rick making plenty of picks. It's rule 76. And a very good Tuesday morning to you and yours. That's right. The last day of January 2023. It is DPHO. It is Rothenberg. It is you on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Dave. You, not sound, lie. you sound chipper and excited. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel fantastic. Really? Why? I mean, not that I'm not thrilled to hear that, but why do you feel so good I this think morning? you know why, or you should know why. Is this Aaron Rodgers? No, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Well, oh, oh, oh! I is this hockey related? Oh, it's hockey related, buddy. Is this is this Islanders related? This is in fact Islanders related. Oh, right off, right off the jump, huh? Right, right off, off the, the jump. jump. So explain this because I I can't give much. Let's do that analysis. hockey. This is a good good trade for the Isles. Yeah, I mean, you name the two things right now that the Isles struggle with, which is scoring goals. And their power play. And that addresses both needs. You gave up a lot. Listen, you gave up a lot. I like Anthony Beauvillier. Um, I think he's a good player. And, you know, the prospect you gave up is going to be a good player. But they're trying to win now. And it's a top 12 protected first round pick. But you got a guy that, I mean, he solves a lot of your problems. Right now, the Islanders' leading goal scorer, goals, just strictly goals. Let me, let me is, guess. Let me guess. Okay, tell me who it is. More than halfway through the season, right? Uh, we've played... Yeah, what, 52, 52 yeah, right. games? So, so we're way more than halfway through the season. Is it Huska? Uh, no, I'm it's gonna, not Huska. I, I'm going to say, I mean, I. Hmm. Uh, you want a number or you want a guy? I thought, whatever. If you give me I, one of the you, two. I'll give you a number. Richard okay. Shishinsky. No, I don't nope. think it's Shishinsky. Um I'm going to say 13 goals. Uh, that's wrong. It's a little low. It's a little low. It's 19. Which is really not much. And it's Brock Nelson. And the most power play goals currently on the Islanders is J.G. Pajot with five. Which is nothing. Which is not great. Uh, Bo Horvat, he comes in, he's got 31 goals and 11 of those on the power play. So so Im- immediately he is your best guy in the power play. Immediately, and now it's a, now we have to make a decision as to where we play him. He's a natural center. Um You'd like him to play with Barzell, I would imagine, because that's really what they've struggled to do is find someone that can play with Barzell. But, I mean, as far as strength up the middle, between Barzell, Nelson, Horvat, Zizekas, Pajot, I mean, they got, they're got they good up the middle. Now we just – those two wins are big, I think. 
those two wins going into the break, feel good about yourselves, but lose trying to win. They have to make the playoffs. They have to do whatever it takes. So it would be an epic failure if they didn't get into the postseason. Yes. And, and I mean, let's be You can't honest. go back-to-back seasons in a new building and not make the playoffs. It's a fair point. And last year there were the kind of built-in excuses about they had to start on the road and, and it made it so difficult and they never recovered, but that's not, that's not the case this year, right? No, it can't be the case this year. There's no excuses this year. Outside of they didn't, they I don't think they did enough in the off season. But right, hopefully well, this move rectifies in the off season. They did nothing. But Lou, Lou is eighty. Uh, Lou is not uh, a young man still. So he he's, has he's got got to go win this thing. Well, this could be his last year. I don't know. I, there's some speculation that this could be his last year. But yeah, I mean, he's trying to win now. And the Islanders, every every Islanders fan I know, expected this to be a playoff team. Well, I'm I'm happy for you. Step in the right direction, buddy. I'm happy for you. So that's what we do on the show. My happiness is your happiness, and my sadness is your sadness. Oh, I love it. I love that we share. I love That's it. The, by, by the way, you, you you mentioned Brock Nelson. How about how about Brock Santillo? That's sad. Listen, Brock. That that's a tough man. Yeah, that's a man's that's, man. Right that's there. That's like like if he goes to prison. Not that he will, RJ. Of course, but if he were to go to prison, he's fine. Brock Santillo. Yeah, you don't mess with that. Come even on. If, if you were scrolling through Netflix man. and you saw. Brock Santillo, and they and you watch the preview, you'd want to watch that movie. Yeah, but it could be. It, it, maybe it's not just a movie like that. I mean, maybe he's on. I mean, he's a uh, he's on Yellowstone. Brock Santillo, right? Working with the Duttons. Yeah, I don't know that show, so I can't give an out. Because right, you're not a real man. Because you're not. A real, uh, I you can't handle I think Yellowstone. That's fair. I think that's fair. How you haven't fully invested yourself in Yellowstone is you know I don't I don't like the 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 westerny kind of it's stuff. It's not we- there's not it's not western. It's on a farm. It's, it does, it's, it's like it. the, the 1800s. Oh, it's not the 1800s, that's, you idiot! It's not, that's, that kind of thing's not for me. It's set in the present. Oh, is that great right? Show. It's a great it's, show. It's a present western. A yellow, and it's not a western. It's it's a great show. It's on a, it's on a farm, I think. But you, you're very the lead. Brock Brock Santillo is a name. I do like Brock Santillo. I'm not going to lie. RJ. I like it a lot. RJ doesn't have a- any hope. You go home today, and you see Ange, and you pat her belly. You say, sweetheart, I got the name Brock. No, I don't think Brock's going to gain traction. Why? Uh, RJ, do you talk to the belly yet? I, I mean, we, we have, you know, light conversation. Yeah. Does it ever respond to you? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Has um, the baby started kicking yet? No kicking, not that no yet. Kicking? No kicking yet. No, it's we're uh, not even halfway. Yeah, right. Well, I don't. I don't remember when the kicking starts. Well, like you pretended like you didn't have a child for a while. Well, no, but I. But that has nothing to do with knowing when things happen. Yeah, I just don't have a recollection don't... of at what point okay. they start kicking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If if you weren't fully invested when the baby was an infant, I didn't really I... want Alex. You already told us uh, live on radio that you're not a, the infant stage is not for you. It's not. It's not for me. Yeah. Okay. Why would Why would the in vitro phase be be all what you're about? Well, because I remember the excitement over over Sherry being pregnant with Ben. I remember. I remember all that stuff. I just don't remember it's not the in timing. In vitro of it. is it? Isn't it? Is it in utero? What is it? In utero. Yeah. In, in utero is when they implant. I yeah, think. Yeah. In utero. But you, you know what? I see what you did there, and I didn't correct you. You wanted to sound smart. Right. Right. And, That's right. And why stand in the way of that? Because I'm a doula. And you know, because so, uh, that's that's terrific. By the way, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Did you see the um, the financials came out throughout the NFL yesterday? Did you see some of those numbers? I did see some of those numbers. Uh, the franchise tag is out. The salary cap is out. Did you see the franchise tag for quarterback and and running back, which I I think affects us the most here, right in New York? 
those two. No, positions. not you think it, it absolutely affects us the well, most. Well, I was thinking you about the, the Jets. The Jets don't have anybody they're going to put the franchise tag on, right? Not a quarterback or a face of a franchise running back. No, they certainly no. don't. So, um, thirty-two million for the quarterback, ten million for the running back. Does that? I mean, that, those are the numbers we kind of thought they would be. Now it's official. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think maybe there's a chance the Giants use the franchise tag on Daniel Jones. Well, here's the thing, though. All that the problem with the franchise tag is all that money goes directly onto your salary cap. Correct. There's no you can't. There's no maneuverability around that. Right, so if there's other things that, that number, you want right. to improve, yeah, right. You're locked in on that, and that would, I mean, that that feels like Saquon Barkley is gone. Uh, you would think so, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, if if you're okay with that, I just think the benefit to having, if you believe in Daniel Jones, I mean, listen, if you don't believe in Daniel Jones, yeah, give him the franchise tag, add some talent around him, right. and see if he's worth giving a long-term deal but, to. But, but that's if you not do the worst thing in the world, right? Yeah, two legitimate receivers, you shore up the offensive line, you know, you make the defense better, and, and let's see what Daniel Jones is with a better team around him. Yeah, but how does that affect your ability to add said receivers if that 32 goes directly on your salary cap? Well, I think you get creative then, right? I mean, what happens with Leonard Williams? Like, there, there no, are I, guys, Kenny Galladay, obviously gone. Like, there are guys that, I mean, may, maybe you don't bring back Saquon. I, I, don't, I don't know what it does. Well, I think it's, at first it starts with the discussion between him, his agent, and the front office as, as to what they're looking for. And if they're, they're acting crazy and they want, you know, an amount of money you don't feel comfortable with, you have the, I mean, there is the threat of the franchise tag. Right. If, if you intend to keep him, and I can't envision a way the Giants do not have him as starting quarterback next year. Would you agree with that? No, I, I mean, they, Joe Shane said pretty, I mean, said as much. Right. Definitively, almost, that he's going to be the quarterback next year. At least there's a fallback plan, right? There's an escape hatch here where if we try to negotiate with him and we just can't get it done, something favorable for, for the team and good for him, too. That there's a, a uh, you know, press button in case of emergency that we can always say, all right, you know, we'll pay you the 32 and we'll figure it out the rest of the way so we can we can add pieces around you and see what you are. Yeah, well, they have the leverage with the franchise tag. But as soon as that franchise tag goes to, to Daniel Jones, then you don't have any, I mean, there's no leverage with Saquon. You lose flexibility. Right. Your flexibility you... and the leverage with Saquon. I mean, Saquon, if Saquon wants $14 million, it it didn't feel... At the at the press conference, like that was going to be something that they were going to be willing to to do. Like Daniel Jones definitely back. Saquon's a good player, and this whole spiel kind of dancing around whether or not he'll be back. It feels like if they want to keep both, Daniel Jones would get the deal. Yes, that works for both sides, which will give them more cap flexibility, and then Saquon will either come to. You know, a, a team—I don't want to say team-friendly deal, but a deal that's that's reasonable for both sides, or they can just slap the tag on him. But he even said it in his like post-season, you know, media availability. He's like, I, I I know I've been hurt, and I know that I've had some strikes against me. Like he he understands now. No, I know, he- but he's but he's saying like initially, I think he he always thought because most guys are like this, especially someone as good as Saquon, that when it's his time to get paid, he'll be the one that that resets the market because he's that good, especially with you know, how popular he is here with the Giants fans in New York. I don't think that meant, yeah, I'm okay with the twelve million that you offered me. I don't need to be at sixteen, but I would rather I'd like to be somewhere around fourteen, fourteen and a half. I, I get it, but I guess the I guess the question is how badly do you want to stay with the Giants and, and how how much and you would know this better than me, how much money can he make just solely on being in New York? Uh, probably quite a bit, but I mean again that depends on how good his his agent and his marketing team. I got to think they're they're pretty good, no? 
Yeah, well, I mean, and he's, dude, he's, and he's a, a pretty easy guy to root for. Yeah, I mean, he's a good-looking kid, and he's a recognizable name, you know. Right, dude, right mean, now, many, we'll, you see how many twenty-six jerseys are running around. People love him. life. They Pe- love people him. People love him. Very defensive. Listen, I say it all the time, and you do as well. You you don't take a running back second. You just don't do it. And the only reason that there's any pushback is how likable and how and how actually good he like. He's really good, really, really good. Well, here's the thing, though. In saying that, though, if, if there's a running back that you love, I was thinking about this a lot. If there's a running back you love and you promise yourself you're not going to get emotionally attached to him, like having a running back for five, a first-round running back five years and then going back-to-back franchise tags is terrible. Done. Yeah, you're seven, you'll be seven of his best years, then you're done with it. Right. And, it's and not then awful. But if you're on the verge of winning, like for the, for the Cowboys to take his where, – where did Elliott go? Four? Four. Right. So to take Elliott four – and win right away, or be competitive to win right away, you, I guess you can make that argument. For the Giants who were miles away and thinking that they were a really a, a, a game-changing running back away, who had a, he had a terrific rookie year, by the way, they were nowhere near anything, was just one of the dumbest moves any franchise could make. Set them back years. Right. Right, but that was a move made out of, I'm call it desperate or whatever yeah, it was. I, I, think give you like I think desperation is right. I think that's fair. Yeah, it was. Listen, it wasn't in in not because of Saquon the player, but because of the other options. When you have a pick that high and you have a bunch of teams that are trying to jump up to get a quarterback, there were other options that they had to trade out of there, accumulate more picks. Trade uh, out of there. If if you didn't love anybody, or nobody jumped off the page to you. Trading out of there was absolutely the thing to do. Hundred. Well, yeah, I mean Quentin Nelson. Like there were plenty of things that you could have done. I'm just saying that if you like, if you were a team in the middle of the pack or at the end of the first round, there is there is a benefit to having the guy in control for five years. And then the ability to franchise him twice, right? Because I mean, second round you only get four years. At least the first round you get that fifth year. If the guy's good, right? You use him five years, two but more. That's seven. But the second pick. I mean, no, second. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. No, I'm not defending the second pick at all. But I think part of the problem with these guys that go so high is now they have to justify why they took them so high, and they end up getting these monster second deals that they end up regretting. Right. Right. No, that's fair. Like like Zeke. Right. I mean, you regret. You always regret them. But the thing, my my thing would be, can I just take a running back between rounds three through five almost every year, plug him in there, and be fine? You could be fine, yeah. But I mean, there are certain running backs that just are, yeah, of course, are but, better, but, and different. But, oh, but look at the kid on Houston; he was he was terrific, right? I mean, yeah, look good. at Elijah Mitchell, terrific. And then if I'm in a position where I'm going, Elijah for Mitchell's it, always hurt. That's not, right. I wouldn't use that as a great example. Okay, fine. But now I'm in a position where I can go for it, and then you know what? Then I, then I make a trade for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, but you're trading. I mean, they had to trade a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Did they? They traded a one. Yeah. What do you? What did you think they traded? I thought, for it, was Christian a, McCaffrey? I thought it was a two. RJ, they traded a one for McCaffrey. No, we didn't have a one. Oh, well, he didn't trade a one. For oh, Christian look McCaffrey? who's back! He went out at the thirty-eight. There's a forty-two. <laughs> Stop it! I'm back. You're not score coming. one. Score one for Rothenberg. No, it was just second, third, <laughs> and uh-huh. fourth. Second, third, and fourth, and uh-huh. a fifth. Wow. All right. That's still a lot. I mean, you're still getting up a lot there, though. You're second, giving, you're third, up a lot. fourth, second, and third. A fifth. Okay. okay. Would would you trade the second, third, fourth, and fifth for the number two overall pick, pick right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I wouldn't take a running back. <laughs> and, and there's the point as well. All right. 1 800 919 3776. So, I mean, NFL, we're one game left, and I think we're all, all rooting, right? We can go around the, the world. Everyone's rooting for Kansas City. Everybody except the Empire State Building. What a disgusting building! And all you and, and all the frauds yesterday that were like, oh, "Why is everyone so upset?" That it's all you it's know, only you a know building. Who, you know who had that take? Who? 
your your guy. It's uh, don't don't I don't. Your guy. Just, you're trying to pit us together. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to do anything. Your guy, Michael K, could not understand the outrage. Could, uh, could do you think? Okay, let me ask you if it was different because uh, I don't. If it was if it was white and red for if the, it Red, was the Sox, Red Sox colors, yeah, I think I think he would be beside himself. Or the Astros colors? Would he I, have a nervous I, breakdown? Could Could you imagine if it, it, the Astros cheating scandal? And it was why is the Empire State Building in those colors? Oh, it's for the Astros. MLB put in a uh, an application and and we granted it. Could you imagine what people would do? They would have like it, it, K would be outraged. Don't let's out, not pretend outraged. Like Outrage. So you're you're calling your guy K what a fraud? You no, I don't me. think he's a fraud. What no, is it? No, I don't think he's a fraud. You think he's tremendously wrong? No, no, I don't think he's fully invested in a football team the way that that you are or I am. Like I don't think he has. Like he's not a diehard Giants fan or a diehard. But he Jets likes fan. the Giants, and he is a New Yorker. I'm right. su- I'm surprised by that take. Very surprised. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code Eight Save. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. This. Pietro and Rothenberg. You get a check every year from the Islanders. We appreciate you. Please accept Do you understand how disrespectful what you're saying is? Well, I speak the truth is what I speak. You make fun of me and my wife and my upbringing and everything, and then I take a shot at you, and now, now I'm, I'm disrespectful. disrespectful. You started it. You poked the bear. Poke it. Go ahead, poke it. Poke it. You want some of this smoke? Let's go. This is Pietro and Rothenberg. All right, that's what I'll do. Okay, but hold on. Before we take well, this well, 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 On 98.7. ESPN. Who realized there'd be this much feistiness on just a, a generic Tuesday? On 9870 ESPN, this portion of the show driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, 
Hackensack, Old Bridge and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. Woo, that was a feisty hour. Feisty hour. I mean, this is the problem with the show, though, at this time. What? When you wake up this early in the morning, you, you, I mean, you're saying stuff, you don't remember what you're saying. I had I, I, that noise you made, I, I forgot that this happened today. Hey, I, I didn't mean, realize it was today either. That's because there's so many, I mean, there's so many noises that you make. Well, I'm a, I'm a noise maker. You could hire yeah, me out the, for parties just zoo. to make noises for you, yeah. God bless you. How does a sneeze get thrown into the noise? I'm telling you what, RJ. Honestly, you guys didn't see it because you guys were in the. Uh, you're obviously in the other room. Well, when I'm doing my read yesterday, and all of a sudden I look to my like, out of my peripherals, I look to my right, and he, he's under the he's under the desk, <laughs> searching searching for his coffee uh, sleeve. Coffee sleeve. The coffee sleeve fell off. Went under the under the thing. You know, I, what, what should I do? Leave it? Woo-hoo, no. I'm respectful of the coffee sleeve. I picked I, it up and I threw it away. You turn into Tom Cruise, and, and you're, it's like Mission Impossible. Now you're yeah. you're on a, on a mission under the desk. Yeah, I'm glued to the wall. All of a sudden, right? He can't he can't move. He can't stretch his arm enough to play to, to, to play sound with the touchscreen. That Schefter <laughs> was out of my reach. Uh, he can climb under. I the stand by it. Coffee sleeve was not though. No, I had to I had to, I had to move for it. Listen, if there was one piece of sound that I had to play, which made sense, that I had to touch screen the thing, I would do it. But every sound bite, I'm not doing that. There's no way. They make it so easy. Though. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Well, I'm you not, better, you I'm, better figure it out. Cause yesterday not a pinata. It was a debacle, it was a debacle yesterday. It's because the phone lines. Oh, here we go. So it, now you're taking shots at Rodney. I'm not taking shots at anybody. The phone lines were not functioning properly. They're still not functioning properly. We seem to well, have it on we, lockdown we a little better today. But we manage. That's because, what, because we got two professionals that work on the show. And Raymond is chipper. He got sleep. He's fully engaged. Ray, Ray sounds great today, doesn't he? Sounds fantastic. Uh, let's get to your Jets. 1-800-919-3776. So, you know, you know, it's funny. The more this gets discussed, the more people I hear have the take of, I don't really want Aaron Rodgers. I, I think it's risky. I don't know how much he has left. I don't know how well he does in New York, and and I think I would avoid bringing in a headache like that. Uh, let's be safer and bring in fill in the blank quarterback, Derek Carr. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's just he's safer. He's also never healthy, but he is he's safer. I think the problem, and I said this. I mean, I'll keep saying it. It's that it's the natural instinct of Jets fans to think that whatever we do is not going to turn out the way that we expect it to. Like as good as I mean as good as the start of Brett Favre was, you know, he gets hurt, doesn't tell anyone and it, it completely falls apart. Like we'll make the move and for some reason it won't work out. But that's just because they're trying to we're trying to protect ourselves. From either it happens and it doesn't work out or we get ourselves all fired up. Nathaniel Hackett's the new OC they're hiring Aaron Rodgers guys, and then he makes the decision to go somewhere else or stay in in Green Bay. And then what? It's a, it's such a loser take, though. It is. It's like you, you you could have this beautiful car, but with, with the beautiful car, you're gonna have to really maintain it. You're gonna have to bring it in for oil changes and really keep an eye on it and, and maintain it. But you have this gorgeous car, or you can just have some fine car, me- mediocre fine car. You're you're not. You're not doing anything special. I'm sorry. You're not doing anything special with Derek Carr as your quarterback. You're just not. Not after what I just saw in the AFC Championship game. And on top of that, with what the AFC has for for quarterbacks. 
I mean, the AFC is, I mean, good teams, great quarterbacks. Like, the AFC is loaded with. Loaded. Lo- with I mean, I, I, when we mention the AFC, we don't, we don't even mention Trevor Lawrence. No, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, if at some point Justin Herbert gets a legitimate coach. I mean, yeah, where Ste- Tom Steelers are up? always always a problem, and and I don't know what Kenny Pickett's going to turn himself into. Look pretty to go nine and eight with that offensive line in his rookie year, pretty impressive. That's a testament to Mike Tomlin, man. Mike Tomlin doesn't get enough respect. Okay, and I think you're 100 percent right, but that you got to throw that into the mix, no? Yeah, you have. Of course, you do, Lamar. What happens with him, dude? I mean, the AFC, man. I, I'm telling you, it was it was one of the it was one of the first things I thought watching Burrow and Mahomes go back and forth, especially under those circumstances. Like, think about it. We talk about how important the offensive line is all the time. He loses three of his five starting offensive linemen and still puts his team right there with the chance to win two possessions. I thought for sure they were going to win that game. And then Patrick Mahomes loses them three wide receivers. He loses his own right. one leg and finds a way to get it done. But but here we just make excuses, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the Jets, somebody. they lost Brees Hall and they lost Vera Tucker. How could you expect the quarterbacks to play well when you lose right. that kind of production? But other quarterbacks exactly. do it. Other teams do it, and they figure out a way to go to the Super Bowl with that. Well, listen, teams with yeah, teams with great quarterbacks. Hey, but that—that's my point. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, why, if if it's out there and you could possibly have it, why wouldn't you go after the great quarterback? Why why be afraid to go after greatness? Because they do. I'm telling you, this I'm giving you the opinion of the Jets fan that says they don't want Aaron Rodgers just because they're scared that he won't come here or it won't work out. Like, the Jets haven't given you a lot of reasons to have just blind faith in what they're doing. Or just faith in general that it's going to work out. But I think you have more faith now, no? I think you have more faith now, but still, you're talking about they lost their last, I mean, they lost six straight to, to finish up the season. I, I get it, but there's still, like, like when you look at what happened in this past draft, you're like, wow, they, they hit home runs all over the place, no? Yeah, of course. But that, I mean, that's the reason why Aaron Rodgers, I think, would consider coming here. Is because they do have... Here's the thing, though. I mean, how much does he, how much does he want to play with? Like he had young receivers in in Green Bay, and now going to more young receivers in in New York. Yeah, or does but he just think that that Garrett Wilson is that much better than Christian Garrett Watson? Wilson? And, Garrett Wilson's a stud. I think he's a stud too. I mean, can you imagine what he would do? What Aaron Rodgers would do for Garrett Wilson? Look, look at what Garrett Wilson did this year with. <laughs> I mean, no quarterback. At best, average quarterback play. Yeah, don't at even best. say it. it. wasn't even average. No. Okay. So look what he did with subpar quarterback play. You imagine what he would do with, with uh, you imagine what Aaron, Elijah Moore, you imagine what these guys would look like with Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback? Um, I could think, I could dream about it, yeah. Uh, here, here's your guy, huge Jets fan. You, you hear him right after us every weekday morning, 10 to noon on 98.7. He's greeny. And on Get Up yesterday, he said, Aaron Rodgers... Well, here he is if the Jets were to acquire Aaron Rodgers. I believe that Aaron Rodgers could make Garrett Wilson into Devontae Adams. And I don't think that's even an exaggeration. I think he's that good with the right quarterback. I think that the defense is elite. I think they have something bordering on elite skill position talent on the offense. If the running back they drafted last year, Brees Hall, is healthy, you need one more, two more pieces on the offensive line. I actually think, I know this sounds ridiculous because it's been 54 years to be exact (laughs) since the Jets were in the Super Bowl. But I actually do think with Aaron Rodgers, they would have a shot at that next year. I I think so. And if you would yeah, have don't. a shot, if you what'd you say? I don't I don't think they have a shot next year. No, no. So how I, far I, down I the road? Because you don't easy. you don't have a huge window. How far down the road? I, I mean, you only have it. It feels like with Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be two years. Okay, so you say not next year. Well, you better have it the year after. Within within these two years, you you need to go to a Super Bowl if you bring in Aaron Rodgers. 
I would say, yeah, that's right. But, I mean, I think the first step, it would be nice to have the first step as let's make the playoffs, potentially win the division, win a playoff game. But I don't, I mean, if the Jets, I know Brady did it, but. If the Jets went 12-5, and five, won the division, had a home game, won it, went on the road to Kansas City and lost a close game, the expectations for the next year would be through the roof. Right. And rightfully so. And they should be. But, I mean, I think everyone gets caught up with the whole Brady thing. And. Now, talent-wise, Aaron Rodgers is I more, think, talented than Brady. more talented than Brady. But let's not forget, Brady signed with Tampa. They didn't have to trade for Brady. So they used their first-round pick to get Tristan Wurst. Like if, if this is going to happen, the Jets are going to trade this year's first-round pick and potentially another first-round pick. Right. And there's work to be done. Like at the Brady, the fact that he went in there under those circumstances, COVID and everything else, and found a way to win a Super Bowl is it's amazing. But I don't think that can be the expectation. Well, I, I mean, it's got to be something close to that. Otherwise, what are you what are you making the trade for? Yeah, yeah. no. Listen, I'm not saying it, it it can't be close to the Super Bowl. I would like to think that it's going to be close to the Super Bowl, but I don't. I wouldn't put them right there at the top to be a Super Bowl. No, team. no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying it's it's Jets and Chiefs and Bills all of a sudden in in the hierarchy in the AFC. I'm just saying you're now in the conversation when we talk about the halves of the AFC. The Jets are now in that conversation. Right. I don't disagree with that. Is what I'm saying. And, and I, I heard a lot of well, what happens to the future? And it's very risky to do the what 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 what's the future? There is no future right now for these coaches. You've been you've been, you've been trying to win this thing for fifty plus years. You go if you have a chance to go all in and have a real chance to win it, you go all in for a real chance to win it. Oh yeah, but the coach and the GM don't have a future if they don't win now. Certainly there not is the no coach future for them. Certainly not the coach. Yeah, certainly not the coach. But how many I mean how many how many coaches is Joe Douglas gonna get to pick? Right, I mean, uh, you, usually you, you would think this is probably it. I, if you miss, if you miss on the second overall pick, the quarterback in the second overall pick, you miss on that, and then you miss on the coaching staff that you hired. I don't know how many. I mean, how many more opportunities you're going to get? As good as last year's draft and free agency was. Yeah, it's it feels like it's pretty much time. And and if you're at the end, because even if it's not one more year, it's not much beyond that. No. And if you have an opportunity to get a, I mean, this is not hyperbole, a one of the greats of all time. A guy that, look what he did last year. You look at last season, right? And you're like, well, he wasn't great, right? He wasn't great? Uh, no, seen, that last year was not a good season for him. Have, have you seen his numbers from last season? I did. I told you I told you where his numbers would rank in, in the history of the Jets. I mean, they'd be right there. And if you got one of the two prior seasons, he'd be, I mean, right, right away, the greatest franchise season in the history of this, this organization. Aaron Rodgers' worst season in what, the last three? I mean, it was back-to-back MVPs. Was it's this past It's year. a bad season. It, I mean, it's one of the, it might have been his worst Especially interception-wise. Give me the numbers again, please. Would he have 12? Aaron Rodgers' numbers this season? You This season. Do you have them in yeah, front this of you? Was, yeah, but this was, not, this was not typical Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers has been... I mean, he's almost 5-1 to one touchdowns to interceptions. Which is insane. So this year was a... It had to be the thumb, though. i got to imagine it had to be the thumb. And he just battled through it. Aaron Rodgers threw 12. 26-12. and 26-12. For, for, if I told you 26-12 and 12 for any other quarterback, you'd say, pretty good numbers. So here's... So I have it written down. So Aaron Rodgers' season this year, 3,695 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. The 3,695 would be the fifth most yards ever in a season for a Jets quarterback. And the 26 touchdowns would be the third most ever in a season. In a season you look at and say, mm, not, not so good. It's one of his worst. Not, not so good. M- maybe his I worst. Think it's, I don't even think it's a question, though, when you look at his, like his stats in general, like how bad 26 and 12 is compared to what he, I mean, just the interceptions. I mean, the most interceptions he had ever thrown in a season 
was back in in twenty two thousand and eight when he threw thirteen twenty eight and thirteen. And two thousand eight was just the the early stages of his career. Too. But the two years, I mean, the two years leading up to this year, he had. I mean, in twenty twenty, he was forty eight and five, and then in twenty twenty one, was thirty seven and four. So he had nine interceptions the two prior seasons combined. Right. It's a game changer. Yeah, but in, in, he's a guy that elevates all the talent around him. Elevates the offensive line because he's seen everything. There's nothing you can throw at him that he hasn't seen. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's still and great. It, here's the thing, though, and this is why you would hire Nathaniel Hackett, is because you have to win now, is that he steps right in and knows the offense. Uh, let, let's take a call or two on this quickly, and then we'll uh, we'll take a break and come back. And, and They're all lined up today, and we have CMT, which is exciting at 745. Darnell in the truck. Darnell, you're on 98.7. We ju- we ju- we- so I said Darnell in the truck, and you know what they did? They hung up on him. Yeah, because c- they have the phones figured out. Yeah, so come after me. Yeah, way to work, fellas. But I say Darnell in the truck, and you just hang right up hey, on guys, Darnell. soil yourselves. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. To coddle. Oh, yeah. Oh. To marry. We'll see naked ladies. Or to trash. The attack did he? That is the question. All right. It's all brought to you by Jack Pocket. So, good question. Uh, I've been texting with our buddy Carlin this morning. Oh, really? A really? Why? Uh, you're going to find out. A tough what question. sleep apnea machine break? How, oh, dare, up. how dare you? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. A tough question. Well, why would he be up so early? Why would you be up this early if you had he, to? If he, he maybe he's doing Greeny Show today. He's a you professional. Mm. Is he doing Greeny Show today? I, I don't know that he is, but he may. I mean, there's a 50-50 chance. He's taking in our, our fine program. He, he's preparing, and I... Yeah, he, I doesn't work, he doesn't work normally till 3 o'clock in the afternoon. He's right. preparing. But he doesn't have children. Why? Why in the world would right. he be awake if he's not doing the ten o'clock show? He's not Don. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but he should be a little bit more like Don. I'm a right. heavy breather. I mean, do you think he sleeps soundly through the night? It's impossible. It's just it's physically impossible for him to sleep soundly. <laughs> I'm nude right now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! The man dies multiple times in his sleep. I'd imagine. Oh my gosh! All right, we'll I poke you. Uh, all brought to you by Jack Pocket. <laughs> oh my! I mean, all he said is he spoke to Carlin, and now you, you you're killing him off. It bothers poke me. It. He has God, no kids, and he's it. up. Poke it. Uh, God, you poke it. If you had I no kids, would you. you be up right now? It didn't work till three. No. People I would probably sleep till, well, I have kids, so I'd be involved in that. But if I didn't have kids, I would be like a, a like probably a 2 a.m. to 11 a.m. guy. Right. All righty. Much discussion about where Tom Brady, what he'll be doing in 2023. So I ask the two of you to cut up yeah. their trash the following. Will he be in Las Vegas with the Raiders? Will he be in San Francisco with the 49ers? Or will he retire? Because last we saw, it wasn't great. All right. Stop it. The man will never retire. I'm going to trash retire. That will not happen. Uh, I think there's a real chance of San Fran, but I think the landing spot for him is uh, is Vegas. So I will I will cuddle. Aww. I will cuddle San Francisco, and I will marry Vegas. I think this Brock Purdy thing changes everything. I think it changes everything. But you, you're going you're gonna to trash retire. I'm going to trash retire, but I mean, how can like it? If there's the if there's the thought that it's going to be because you because you gave up so much for Trey Lance, and now Brock Purdy has stepped in and all he's done is is one makes no money. Are you going to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back? I mean, he's going to is he going to sign a one year deal to come back? I don't know. Like the best the best option could be Tom Brady playing. I mean, year to year. Team's ready to win now. 
Brady, I mean, stays healthy. He doesn't get hurt. So he'll be available for you. Hell, I mean, that's where he's from. I'm going to, as much as it's it's been Vegas this whole time, I think this Brock Purdy thing changes everything. I'm going to marry San Francisco. Wow. It makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. I mean, it's a perfect all right, situation. All right, for him. already. You gave your answer. It was well thought out. It was a good answer. You don't need to go on and on about You're it. You're not in a rush here. Yeah, you don't seem yeah, supportive. We have. I'm we very have supportive. I think, I think he did yeoman's work, but uh, okay. You answered Cuddling the question. Vegas. Let's move on. Why are you trying to rush through CNT? Yeah. I mean, I'm on. not trying to rush it because you know what? RJ always has extra questions. We never get to them. I'd like to answer the questions and move on. He's very on edge today. Yeah, Explore the space. You don't like the segment. It's fine. I, I love this segment, and I love you. You're trying to rush through it. You uh, quit forget, often. You know what? I'm going to give the longest answer you've ever uh, heard for the next question. All right. Dave's verbose answer coming. Why don't you have Carlin call in? He can do the segment for you. Bleep. I think you'd be a little more engaged. I used to be quite the sailor. <laughs> <laughs> How much money would you pay to watch Carlin sail? With one of those little hats? Oh, please. Uh, what are the chances the boat moves? <laughs> it might not. We're stuck. We're stuck on a rock. No. You're, you're both, it's your boy. You're both. No, very, very, you're very cruel. I don't support it. Um. But you love it. But you laugh. Uh, the Empire State Building's had a bad 48 hours. It's an really. awful building. It is an awful You know what it did, building. by the way? Because when it, did you see the follow-up tweet? A lot of people just blocked it, unfollowed it, when the, the tweet in question went out about uh, on, on Twitter, and it had the Eagles colors. They switched after the AFC Championship game to Chiefs colors. Yep, they sure did. And in the tweet, they said that was harder for us than it was for you. I don't think so. I don't think that's true. You just had to flip a switch. We had to look at it. I think it was difficult, more, more difficult than you embarrassed us. So I ask you to cut Mary trash buildings and or landmarks in our fine city. The Empire State Building. <laughs> trash. Madison Square Garden. Ooh. Or the dumpster sitting outside our building. <laughs> Why would you? That's disappointing. The dumpster? Are we, are we talking dumpster? about a, a legitimate dumpster? <laughs> he put the dumpster? Empire State Building, <laughs> Madison Square Garden, and a dumpster. Well, there's this, one, is, this is excellent company. For, <laughs> well, there, well, there's one clear victor You know what? I think here. it's a great question. There's, I think this is the best he's ever been. There's one clear victor, and then I want to see how bad we hate the Empire State Building. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to marry I'll marry the garden. I'm going to cuddle the dumpster. Oh. I'm <laughs> trashing the Empire State Building. I, I will marry the garden. I've had some of the great moments of my life. In Madison Square Garden. So I will I will marry the garden. Did the dumpster outside our building light up in green and white and celebrate the Eagles going to the Super Bowl? No. It just it collects garbage. You know what? That, to me, better than the Empire State Building. I will cuddle the dumpster. And I, I, I not only do I trash the Empire State Building, I unfollowed it. And I will never, ever, 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 as long as I live... Step foot in that atrocity of a building again, ever. Wow. So why did you follow? Were you really following the Empire State Building Twitter? I was following it. Yeah, oh. I was. I and I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you another thing. Well, let me tell you one more thing. I, RJ, I bet you know this. They have advertised on the station from time to time. Yep. If they do again, I will not do the reads. Oh. I'm not kidding. I will I will not support that building. Oh, wow. So I will not. RJ can do them. Raymond can do them. You can put them on another show. Rick, you can do them. I will not do those reads. Gauntlet thrown. Yeah, see, I agree with you, and it puts me in a bind every once in a while. No, I've I've lived here for ten years, but I've I've never done certain touristy things. Every once in a while, I like to do you know something touristy. I've still never been in that building, and now I don't you, know how you I, can't. Yeah, exactly. 
I've been in the Freedom Tower. What a view that is. Now it's, I'll a never... be- it's a better building. Oh, much better. A much better building. But now I can never go inside it. No. Well, you know, it's not that great. You're missing nothing. Hmm. Stay it's away. a view. It's Stay a view. Away. You know, I, I unfollowed that. You know what else? I, who else I had to unfollow yesterday? I did the 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 content just it got to be too much. Dan Orlovsky. No, Greeny's got Hembo. Just eagles everywhere. I couldn't do it. Ugh. Couldn't do it. Seems like a nice guy. Can't do it though. He's not that nice. Wow. No, he's not bad. He's just he's not he's not great. He's fine. I'm the bad guy. We had a moment at the urinal years ago. <laughs> oh, of course. Why do all your moments at come the at the urinal? urinal? Yeah. Not all. It's two. He's That's, a Lawrence I have That's two Lawrence Taylor. That's Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor. Not all of them. I was I was filling in for Mike and Mike, and we went to commercial break, and I went to the bathroom, and he was next to me, and he's like, "You're doing a fine job," and I was like, "Thank you very much." And then we chatted for a minute, and we moved on. Yeah, a but moment. But it was it was nothing sensational. I didn't I don't remember it like it was a great moment in my life. Drag sure, down not. fight, Nuno or Hembo? What did you Nuno. say? Nuno for sure. Who would win Nuno in a fight? Day. Nuno. Nuno is is. Thin and, and vivacious now. Yes, I don't even think it's a question. And if that's, it's Nuno that doesn't, Nuno will find someone that will take care of them. Oh yes, that's right. And, and that is uh, KJM's producer, formerly Greeny's producer. Yep. Producer formerly, he was on this station. Nuno Teixeira. He trained me. You don't want to mess with him. He could, he. Would it shock you if I told you he's had people disappear? Offed. Well, why, why would you say was, that publicly? Why would you say, put that out there? I was just going to say disappear. You you went all the way. What, what do you think disappearing means? Disappear could mean anything re- you want it to be. People don't disappear and then reappear. Like, yeah. hello, it's me. I, I think one you get subpoenaed for, one is a little more, you know. Well, left I'm, not name, to, I'm not naming names right well, now. You're, not very, you're, not very, you're not very subtle. Yeah, left to the imagination. Anywho, so the much <laughs> <laughs> the promised uh, Carlin-inspired <laughs> question here. Oh, so here we go. all I'll say, and this pertains to Dave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with fried cheese. Oh. Um, um, <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> what? Wow. Is that wrong? Pot kettle. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, hang on a second. You look at my fatness the same as his. <laughs> not nece- not necessarily, but y- you have said it yourself. You've got work to do, uh, and I'm wor- and I'm working, and you're just ripping Carlin. So well, you know what? Earlier. I'm ripping him. Shut up, fatty. Time. See, but your your approach here is just not to eat, which concerns me. Whatever. I'm I'm dedicated. I, yeah, but that's not built to last, though. You see, It'll be fine. It's, it's not great. It's not great. It's not great at all. Um. Alrighty. So all I'll say here is that there's there's a, a playoff pool that's run behind the scenes here at the station. Oh come on! Where you we know you love me? Where we're assigned teams uh, at random before the start of the NFL playoffs. Dave, uh, what is your team? You know who they are. The Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Dave had nothing to do with this. He's totally innocent. But but. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl, Dave benefits. I'm not going to say life-changing money. You benefit fairly uh, decent size financially, correct? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Something, right? It's definitely something. So, Cuddle Mary Trash, Rick, what Dave should be doing heading into the Super Bowl? Is he rooting for the Eagles in a payday? Is he rooting against himself winning the money and the Eagles? Or should Dave win... Since he hates the Eagles, it's basically blood money. Will he refund all the rest of the participants, including us three friends here on the show? Wow. Puts Dave in a real uh, real it, tough spot And we'll here. get Dave's answer after. Yeah, but see, I think Dave should just... Can, can we change it to just reimburses the three of us on the show as opposed to everybody? On oh, the pockets the rest. Yeah. Hmm. 
Because I'd be down for that. I'll marry that if that's an option. I think he has to. I, I got to cuddle. He's got to root against himself winning. He has to. He has to. And then I trash him rooting for the Eagles. He'll never do it. You know, you know who I had in this pool? Uh, you had the Niners. No, I had the Chargers. That didn't go well. So that you got was, bounced right on that first Saturday night, didn't you? That was horrifying. So, Dave, what what, what do you intend to do here? Uh, I will, I mean, root for the Eagles. I would, I would never root for the Eagles. Ever. Ever. If you told me right now, if you said if you give $5,000 and it guarantees the Eagles do not win, I would gladly give you that money. Gladly. So I'm not looking for chump change for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. No. Did you just call $5,000 chump change? And there it is. No. And there it I is, guys. I, ca- I called what this is chump change. So when do we when do we graduate to non-chump change? Over anything, over anything that has four numbers. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right there. No, you're not. High rolling Dave. No, you're, you know, you're nowhere near that. The definition of bougie. Whatever. You I don't, I, I don't want the... You know what? I don't want you to judge me. I'm not all about money. I'm about self-preservation and happiness. Eagles and that lose. happiness is buoyed by the Eagles losing. Eagles lose. Dave will roll up a $100 bill and smoke it right there. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll he do. He calls them fun coupons. <laughs> Eagle, Eagles lose. You just wait to see the party we have on that, on that Tuesday in studio. You just wait. Uh, you won't. You, uh, you, won't uh, you, you say that. Do nothing. You say I might bring in, I might bring in locks. <laughs> oh, that, that's my kind of party. I might bring in uh, uh, salted Like dishes. that kind of party. That's right. Uh, maybe a, a halibut, maybe whitefish salad. <laughs> mm. What is it with you and fish? Could what you? do you mean? It's, it's a delicious brunch. We're it's a brunch like, kind of show. It's like trading places when Dan Ackwood starts like, putting the uh, the salmon in his Santa, his Santa pockets. <laughs> no, no, what is it, no, fish? It'll be, it'll, fine sliced salmon with capers. Hello, Pop. This is the kettle. You're fat. Hello. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Carl weighing in. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> what is it, right, fish? the question. Now you're procrastinating here. All right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll trash the Eagles winning. I will uh, cuddle reimbursing you guys, and I will oh. marry taking the money. Why, why would I have to endure the Eagles winning the whole thing and not at least take the financial reward that comes with it? Wow. Taking the blood money. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. It's not real. I mean, it's not real money for him, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's true. It's it's, yeah, it's, he'll, <laughs> he'll, I, I mean, I might say, I might say, guys, let's, you know, let's let's go out and, and have a, a nice lunch on me. But I'm not I'm not just going to give you money. What kind of lunch are we talking? Maybe a nice the steak one, sandwich. Ooh. The one where we pay for all the drinks. <laughs> You know what's amazing? What? That I picked up the tab for the for that big fancy meal we went out to, and you're like making it sound like I I embarrassed me. Well, by by the tab you mean, in all truth, part of the tab. No, right. the cheap I, part. I picked up all of the food. The least Rick expensive de- part. Rick Rick decided to pick up the drinks, which was very nice of him. But how am I painted into being the bad guy here? Well, not the bad guy. What did I do? What guy. honestly? What did I do wrong? Nothing. Nothing. I did. No, I did the, absolutely the nothing wrong. I picked up the tab, and I still get beaten up for it. Rick, Rick gave. Did you I that? pick up the tab for his father-in-law? Was Rick, I supposed to? No. Did I? Yes. Did I say a word? Not a word. Rick gave you an out. He said, "Hey, if you want me to pick up some, probably expecting you to say, no, no, don't worry about it." He said, "Oh, okay. Where's your card?" <laughs> yes. I, I, yes. You're lying. That never happened. Yes. Right. That never happened. 
And I had to pay for the meal behind us, too. Yeah, you racked up. You did not have to. You chose to. You wanted to because you wanted to be the conquering hero. That's what it had to be. Look at me. I'm Rick DiPietro. Did you tell the people behind you? By the way, <laughs> I'm going to pick this up. You know why? Because every July, they just put money right into my oh, account. Oh my. It's incredible. <laughs> it's like a windfall. You're such a I won the lottery. You are. Uh, there's no one worse. I him, snickered this franchise. <laughs> Did you tell them that? <laughs> Did you tell that mismatched couple that? <laughs> mismatched couple. <laughs> mismatched can age. In, in everything. They didn't deserve to be together. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. What? What? <laughs> Come on. We, you, we all thought the same thing. I'm the only one that's willing to say it. That's a beautiful couple. Yeah. And we thought they were married for like 67 years and he let himself go. No, that's not the case. Oh it's like five, five years. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All righty. Uh, and finally, you guys have debated. Hang you- on. Oh, my goodness. What? Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Okay. You're listening to DiPietro and Rothenberg on 9870 SPNW EPN FM in New York. You know what? That, that's actually a good interruption. Well done. Thank you. So you debated earlier who the most likable person on this show is. Got me to thinking. Mm-hmm. Said, self, wonder where we stack up as a show in terms of being likable on this station. So combine the two of you. Combine forces. Is it you guys? Is it Barton Hahn? Who brought all their, their TV decorations into the studio. They did? The other studio. Wow. Or... I don't oh, know where the other studio the, is. <laughs> yeah, because they kicked them out of the other studio. Or is it the Michael K. Show, guys? Most likable? Yeah. Oh. Well, it's your turn, but I, I don't think this is all. I think difficult. as a duo, I think as a duo, I mean, as a show, it has to be us. Yeah, I agree. Has to be. Now it gets people interesting. Really, people like people don't really like Peter, right? I mean, Don. Everyone loves Don. Everyone loves Don, but nobody can really relate to Michael because he's a, like a different. Other than you, he's he's, he's just different. Financially, uh, Mets fans don't really like him, right? Yeah, I think it's us. I don't even think it's a question. All right, and now you're you're cuddle. I think that Don is enough to put them at two. I'll cuddle the K-Show. You old stupid man, get lost. And then uh, politely, I just, I'll take the uh, Barton Han vehicle. This is this is your guy. This is the I guy that, that, that fanned you, hovelled over in a basement and said, follow me, we'll get you into radio and, and look at you now, flourishing. So as I said earlier, suck it, Han. <laughs> Yeah, now, now he placed him in the dumpster that we ranked higher than the Empire State Building. You right. know what would have been better? It would have been better Empire State Building or Barton Hunt. And then we see what direction it goes in. Well, you're tra- I mean, you're trashing the Empire State Building. Well, who knows with you? I mean, you you got some question. All right. Uh, I think you have to marry us. I think we're the, I think we're the class of the, the list right there. Um, here's the thing. Mm. Everyone likes Han. Everyone likes Scott. Right, it's it's likable, but there's something needle moving about the K show. Because to hate Peter is so fun. Michael is kind of like a polarizing force as well. Give me the exact verbiage of the question, please, again, RJ. Which do you find more uh, most likable? So by trashing the the, whichever show you trash, you you find them unlikable. I'm I'm gonna have to say um, Bart and Han because I think who who doesn't like Bart and who doesn't like Alan. I'm gonna I'm gonna cuddle them. There's a lot of disdain for Peter. I mean, half the calls it's like, hey, you're on the Michael K show. I hate Peter. 
So I will trash the K show. I like Michael, and I think Don, like you said, and you're accurate, is maybe the most beloved at the station. But people hate Peter, and because of that, I will trash them. Wow. All right, that is Cover Mary Trash brought to you by Jackpocket. Powerball is $653 million. Mega Millions is $31 million. Play official state letter games on your phone with Jackpocket. Download the Jackpocket app. Get your first ticket free using code ESPN. Must be 18 or older to play. If you or somebody who knows a gambling problem and wants help, call one 877 8 or visit jackpocket.com slash TOS for terms of service. I told you RJ was going to be good today. Oh, I said he would be you. good today. Yeah, you, you said I was concerns. facing adversity. Right. Yeah, and, and he was excellent because you know what I did? And you didn't even recognize it. I secretly motivated him is what I did. Oh, that's, that's what, what it was. That's that's yeah, okay. exactly what it was. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be good, and then it got into his into his synapses, and then he was elite. You know what? You know what has happened over the last I don't know sixteen to twenty hours though. What I've because when the Niners lost, it was, you know what, Purdy got hurt. We were never winning that game. Okay, fine, and it's almost like appreciation for the season that they had. Now it's turned to anger. Now I find myself lashing out at random things. So you, now you're me. I, I, I'll never be you, but I, I'm as close as I'll ever be. Like today, the two days after. See, I told you. Now it's peak anger. I hate the Empire State Building. I yep. hate the Eagles. I hear Darius Slay taking his victory parade about how the, they would have won even if Purdy was healthy. It's it, it, they're so unlikable that team. They're so unlike. And and I hate and I hate them to begin with. You you have no issue with them. You just hate them because of what's happening in the moment. Think about me. What I have to endure. <sighs> they're terrible. Terrible. And that Nick Sirianni, tell me if you if, if you had to get into a slap contest with him in the slap league, you wouldn't want to go right after I him. think he'd beat me, but his visor's stupid. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, though. The that visor. slap league is wild, though. Yeah, that's you don't want any that, part honestly, of that. Honestly, that, that is a, that's an embarrassment. You want none of that. RJ would leave him with the swollen side the of his face. The slap league or the visor? You saw that guy's face? Yeah, that was it, oh, it's, it's troubling. Emba- it's, it's, it's pathetic. That did we you see the woman that did you see the We have stooped to the yes. point where, we, where television is now airing slapping people across <laughs> the face. I like how, I like how no, Dave, no, no, Dave, no, is, no. Dave is just ripping it, and, and Ray and Rick are like, well, did you see the one angle? I don't know if you know this. We as human beings, we, we kind of enjoy this stuff. We enjoy the violence. And, and as Rick was pointing out, that woman who got hit so hard that she front tumbled. It was on the front roll. It's pathetic. It's like, troubling. They're going to look like, don't you, like at another planet, they're looking at, at us and they're like, wait a minute. They they do what? They they televise slapping people across the this is, face. This is, this is why sport? the aliens, this is why the aliens don't visit us. They know what we're about. Fantasy slap league. It, it, could you imagine that? A fantasy no. slap league. No, pro- no. I, I'm I mean, sure. I mean, if if Hurley can find a way to get Venmoed for it, I'm sure he'll start one. What What does that mean? I don't know. If there was a fantasy slap league at the station, you would do it, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, of course you would. Someone from the show would have to do it. You're too soft to do it. Too soft? You know, because I'm not. I'm not a, a mongrel. Oh, look at your jowls. Those things. You can imagine the slow mo. Those jowls. You shaking. know what? It, honestly, it would make sense. If someone is going to lower themselves to slap others across the face for sport, it would be you. No, I'm not lowering. You no, know, it would if, be if, you. If, yeah, because I'm I'm better. Someone than has that. to represent the show. Because I'm better than that. Oh, here we go. It's it's pathetic. Who would represent the show? If you if you watch that, if you're like turning on, like, oh, I want to see. I, I got Dakota. He's he's going up against Smith. I want to watch it. You're you're a pathetic. You should re- reevaluate your entire life and check into a rehab facility. Oh, Rick just got slapped right across the face. You were the announcer for a slap fight. Well, that wasn't a true. If, if it was a hand to the face, I wouldn't have done it. That was a tortilla if challenge. You slap me with different. the tortilla. I am leaving. See? If that was a hand to the face slap off, he would he would have buried. We, we, we would be talking my head about 
I'd be, I'd be, I would be dead. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't still be with us. He is a humongous human being. Yeah, he would have destroyed you. And he was very nice, too. I don't even think he slapped you as hard with the tortillas as he could Stop. have. Stop. He, he was a sneak attack. I didn't even see it coming. Come on um, down and get places for the home games. Bring the kids. We got entertainment for the whole family. <laughs> the slap leak. Oh, my God. What a world we're living in. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. Dave. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Did you hear what Kyrie happened to say uh, last night after the victory over the Lakers? I did. Uh, let's play it for the people. Not, this, is re- this is remarkable to me. Not every player has the desire to play. Here's Kyrie. I see it from both sides, and I, and I have to sit in the middle and just say we have things in, in the works right now that we talk about, but all in all, everybody's body is different, everybody's will to play is different, and everybody's desire to be out there is different. Now, body, I understand, right? If you're saying just physically I'm worn down, everybody's desire to play is different. You're getting paid a fortune of money. You're going out there and playing a kid's game. You're treated like a Greek god, and everybody's desire to play is different. I think this. I think that's a big statement from Kyrie. It's definitely a big statement, but I mean, this is this is all stuff that's going to be talked about during the next collective bargaining. I mean, Kyrie is the vice president of the Players, Players. Association. Yep. Right. So I mean, this is this is something that both sides are going to have to figure out. Because the players aren't, I mean, the players like the amount of money that they're getting paid. So this whole notion that they're going to cut back on the 82 games, I have a hard time believing that. So, yeah, you're right. Like the whole, you know, everyone's body is different. And guys, I mean, you're trying to get the guys to play as many games as possible. And if that means sacrificing a game here or there to make sure these guys stay healthy, I completely understand that. That's fine. But the whole idea that guys guys aren't willing or have any interest in playing every game is a problem for the players. Right. Now, listen, like LeBron last night, ankle issue, back-to-back, too much for him, advanced age. I, I get it. Makes sense to me, right? Tonight, they're they're on national television. It's at the Garden. I, I fully get that. But that's not what I'm bothered by with that statement. What I'm bothered by is he makes it sound like you could wake up on a Wednesday and just be like, yeah, you know what? I have no interest in playing basketball tonight. I think that's I think that's a real indictment on, on him and on players around the league, that that Maybe that goes on more than we think. The guys just don't want to play basketball. I think it's a real indictment on the league. Because that's a, I mean, that's a foreign concept to me playing in the NHL. Like, yeah, there are plenty of nights, like I'm telling, like a back-to-back or whatever it is, you feel like crap, your legs, you know, you had no legs, and you just, like, physically you just feel like garbage. But there was never a thought that I'm not going to, I'm not going to play, or I'm going to bow out of this one. So this, I mean, you were a guy that would have done anything to play, and you, you say you'd go back Still and would. give up everything to go back and play. How much does that bother you? More, more than me. It doesn't even matter what I think. How much does it bother you to hear him say something like that? It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Like, I don't like that is something that makes no sense with the amount of how they treat us, the amount of money we're paid. Like just, to, but it, just as a competitor, forget the money. Like, I, I don't even care if I was getting paid or not. Like, if I got, you know, you're playing a team sport, your teammates are counting on you, you're trying to win all these games. It's like you wake up one morning and, yeah, I don't really feel like playing this one. And you're going to decide you don't want to play now. Like, we pride ourselves on, on playing through. You, you say we pride ourselves. Clearly not. 
Well, we do. I mean, you talk about a sport where Brock Nelson pulled his tooth out off the bench. Like right. we pride ourselves on hockey being the, players being... play. Yeah, yeah, we're because we're it's it's bigger than us. You're there for your teammates. Like they're counting on you, and you sacrifice for those guys. Now, if you're injured, that's completely different. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's not what he said. Let's let's hear that again, RJ. That not every player has the desire to play every night. I see it from both sides, and I, and I have to sit in the middle and just say we have things in, in the works right now that we talk about, but all in all, everybody's body is different, everybody's will to play is different, and everybody's desire to be out there is different. So that, so okay, body different. If your will to play, how about this? I'll make it simple for you. If your will to play does not involve playing every game that you physically can play, then I don't want you on my team. How about that? I agree. How about that one? I, I think it's an, I think it's that 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 twelve second soundbite has so much in it because if your body shuts down and you can't play or you're just too exhausted or whatever the case may be, I have no issue with that. I'm not judging that. But if you don't have the desire to play, then what are, what are we doing here? Well, I mean, you see what what what's happening here well, with the, the NBA. The, the NBA is it's I mean it's it's a bad situation right now. It's a terrible situation. You've heard plenty of people say it. I mean, Charles Barkley said it. Stephen A. has said this for a while now. Well, how do you fix it? The the owners are fed up. I don't know how you fix it because you can't tell. I mean, you can't tell a player that there's nothing wrong with him. If you want I me mean, as a player, if you want to miss a game, you can miss a game. Right. There's always a, a, an issue. And, and by the way, this whole this joke. Well, they're going to reevaluate LeBron and see what he is tonight. See if he can give it a go and play. You don't think LeBron's going to play tonight? I would imagine he's probably going to play tonight, yeah. Of course. of course. Now, by the way, this portion of the show is driven by the All-American Ford Auto Group, the number one volume Ford Group in the Northeast. Huge locations in Paramus, Hackensack, Old Bridge, and Point Pleasant. Shop allamericanford.net. That's allamericanford.net. You think we're the only ones bothered by that and it's just a non-issue? I think the owners of the league are bothered by that. I bet the coaches are bothered by that. I bet the GMs are bothered by that. But you think that players would hear what he said and say, yeah, you know what? That's right. Not every day do I wake up and think to myself, I want to go play basketball. I think that's probably one of those things that you would say to him in a, in a quiet moment. Like, I probably keep stuff like that to yourself. This is going to be a pro- This is going to end up being a real problem for us. And the fact that you just you just said that is not great. Why would he say that? I think he was just being truthful in the moment. I, I think he is being truthful. But I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a bad thing to say. Yeah, man, I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, and listen, I was hurt a lot and that stunk and all I really wanted to do was play. But I mean, there's a pride that you take in being available for your guys every night. If you can be, if your body allows it. And if if you can't, like if it's, you know, something is, is really wrong, then you don't play. Or if you're an older guy or whatever it is, like we have a plan to make sure that you're healthy in the most important part of the season. That's fine. But don't make it as a, you know, this this, I'm just not willing to play tonight. Like I just say, I'm fine. Well, Body feels good. I just don't really. Well, you remember feel like the playing. old like the old saying, and I don't think it's, like he he said this. I don't think it's like a saying, but it's something he said. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, and he was asked, you know, later on in his career, why why do you always go out there and like give everything you have and try as hard as you can and and so motivated? And he said, why? Because somebody's going to the stadium for the first time that that's going to be their first impression of seeing me. And basically, Kyrie's just saying, well, whatever, whatever. And, and I'm not blaming him specifically if this is, you know, he's the mouthpiece of other players. But, you know, baseball is not a, a game where they barely play. I mean, DiMaggio said that when they're playing 154 games a season and it's every single day. And it's probably not the elite travel. And it's probably train travel. 
pre-air conditioning. Like, I'm sure it wasn't great scenario and situations, and he went out there, and because that was the obligation and the expectation, he played, and they played every single day. And hockey players do it. Yeah, I think there's a happy medium. I mean, I just listen. I mean, there's a way, like with the advanced science and everything else, I think there's a way to do it where you shouldn't have to sacrifice the games. Like, there should be a way to, to get your rest and not miss a bunch of games. Clearly, the NBA is broken right now. Clearly, right. it's broken. Yeah, they, they are broken. They're, they're in for a fight with the owners about this because it's not fair to... I mean, we talk about that Jimmy Butler thing where the kid found out that Jimmy Butler wasn't playing. Like, there has to be a way. And this is... You know what? The, the problem is, too... I mean, it's, it was... It's instilled in you. Like, it's just something like... It, it's just... A, it's part of your makeup. Is And I think it's it's the beauty of, of hockey and why I love it so much. It's just you, you felt like... You, you owed it to the guys in that locker room to be available when you could. Regardless, like, I mean, it's just how you felt. Because there's plenty of times you don't feel great. I'm sure you never feel great. Or you got stuff going on. I'm sure you never feel great. I mean, how many times do you wake up in the morning at 3 o'clock and not feel great doing the show? All the time. Okay. And what do you do? You, get, you, you, you put on your pants, you drive to the studio, you sit down in front of the chair, and you do the best you can, and you have fun, and you enjoy it. And you try to block out the fact that you don't feel well, right? Yeah. Because, because again, I mean, it's, it's our show. It's, I mean, it's the four of us. That's right. Uh, let's hear another little soundbite from Kyrie about uh, ongoing conversations between uh, players and the owners and how to solve this loan, load management issue. Definitely taking the necessary steps of having the conversations with the NBA about what it looks like for the quote-unquote star players missing games or the superstar players not necessarily being available. It's a long season, man. It's a grinded-out season, 82 games. It's a lot on our bodies. I will not complain about it because I put my body in a great position every day, but it takes a lot of people a long time to figure out what their routine looks like at a very high level. There's a figuring-out process, basically, what I'm saying from the NBA side and the MBPA side on how we can reconcile some of these issues that the fans bring up or the media bring up or people bring up of why people aren't available you know i thought he was gonna say um uh, i'm not gonna complain about it because we get paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game <laughs> was, i'm not gonna complain because i keep myself in elite shape well no but i don't think he's i don't think he's wrong i think that's part of it though i, I mean it is it, it is a there is a feeling out process to try to get because a lot of us just feel like if some is good more is better and then you beat the crap out of yourself like you always ask me or people always ask me how come you know today's professional athletes are always injured it's because they do too much like you're talking about guys who like baseball players taking a thousand swings before they get on the field. Like it's it's trying to find that that sweet spot where you're getting your work but not but you're not, you know, wearing yourself out or breaking yourself down because the most important stuff is the games. Um I, I just don't there has to be a better way than having these guys miss games. There has to be. Well, let's go to some calls. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Tim in Queens. Good morning, Tim. You're on ninety eight seven. Uh, good morning, Dave, Rick. Um, pleasure to finally be on the show. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, what I would like to say is these NBA players, you know, they're privileged. You know, they're driven by money. So I think one of the ways to incentivize them to play in more games is, you know, bonus checks or something like uh you play this many games, you get this much money. You know, some players do it because they're driven and they want to play. But other players, after they get to that level of, you know, that, that stature where they feel that, you know, they're just that that much above the game or so, they want to pick and choose their spots when they want to shine and when they want to just be, you know, but they always want to be loved. But let me so, ask you this, Tim. Let me ask you I this, okay? 
hang on, Rick, one one second. Yep. What what happens if a guy is legitimately hurt? Like you're you're gonna you're gonna penalize them for not playing, but what happens if a guy Kevin Durant tears his Achilles? Now he can't play. Now 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 what? Like, are you going to determine what injuries you're going to get paid for and what injuries or ailments you're not going to get paid for? Well, that would be part of the negotiating process. So if you are legitimately hurt, then maybe you don't get all of that guarantee. But if you, if, you know, if you meet a certain obligation or a certain amount of games that you were able to play prior to, then this is, this is the percentage of what you can get. Instead of the full 100% up, you know what? You played up until, say, 40 games. Yeah, the players aren't going to go for that. They're never going to agree to that. Players aren't going to go for that. And plus the GMs and, and owners, as, as pissed off as the owners are, though, like you're a GM, you're trying to win a championship. If I got a guy who who has a, a legitimate concern that his hamstring is you know is tight or something where, you know, God forbid I'm pushing him to go out there, so or he's pushing himself to go out there because he wants to hit one of these stupid bonuses and ends up ripping his hamstring or something, and I lose him for the rest of the season. You don't want that either. What I don't like is I've heard from a bunch of different people is that the reason why these guys sit out as opposed to just play like, you know, if it's, if it's a if it's a load management day where they're dressed and they play, you know, 15 minutes or whatever it is, they don't want to do that because it affects their averages. That's why they don't do it. Well, so they won't go out there and give you anything because they don't want their 27-point average to, to, to plummet down. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's, see, that to me is very selfish. Exactly right. Well, so is, so is just showing up one day and feeling like you don't want to play and not playing. Right. It's also selfish. Right. And, and you know, it's, it's a new thing, too. This, this was never the way. No, this was never the way because you just, I mean, it, there was a pride to play, in, to play in all these games. Like, what would, like, what I would mean, you look say? At the this goalies. is the last. Like, look at the, Dave, look at the goalies back in the day. Marty Brodeur played almost every single game. And, and, now, and go I, I got to tell you, I never question the hockey player, ever. The hockey players play. That's what they do. It's in their DNA. Right, Shisirkin doesn't play what twenty games. I, I, I never judge him for that. I think I think baseball players. I feel the same thing. Right? How about Lindor down the stretch? Get you taking it? Nope. No, I'm not taking a day. And now this guy comes out here and says, and I'm not specifically blaming Kyrie. I think he's the mouthpiece for the players. It feels like basketball players are not as desperate to play all the time as other sports are. Other athletes part, are. Well, here's the thing though, too. I think part of the problem is, I mean, he wants to talk about uh, you know money incentivizing guys to play. It's that they they make too much money already. They already have enough money. It's the problem, right? Like, why are you going to be? I mean, you're desperate to play. Why are you so desperate to play? You have, I mean, you already, you already have enough money that you won't be able to spend. The elite basketball player is making what forty, fifty, sixty million dollars. Fifty, yeah, yeah. So, so he's going to go out there and, and bust his butt to play eighty-two games or eighty games or seventy-seven games? No, he doesn't have to. No, he doesn't have to. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.